0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
1: How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom, and welcome to Episode 61 of the Great British Chief Show with your boys from the Kingdom, representing the Kingdom, Myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor Tom Childs. In this week's show, Tom and I are just about recovering from the Chiefs' overtime win against the Titans. So we'll be giving you our assessment on the first half of the season before looking ahead to the Chiefs' home matchup against the London Jaguars. Sorry, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. But first. It's only taken us halfway through the season, mate, but the NFL is finally good. What the hell's happening? Yeah, it was watchable
0: on Sunday, wasn't it? Um, It was.
1: What's going on? I was like, oh, I'm actually intrigued. I know.
0: Like, it's been bad this year, and we've talked about it several occasions. I've mentioned it in power rankings basically every week, how bad the NFL's been this year. And, like, it's been bad to the point where it hasn't even been entertaining. We've had so many bad teams producing dull football matches. Well, Sunday produced a little bit of a treat, didn't it? Jeez. Watching that early slot of red zone this this gone week, what a joy that was. Watching Aaron Rodgers fall apart in Detroit. (laughs) Wonderful. Watching Josh Allen throw it to Jets linebackers for no reason whatsoever. Wonderful. What else happened? There was that crazy Benny Hill-style ending in Atlanta where... The Atlanta Falcons outcharges the Chargers. Like it was just, it was just manic. It, as far as Sundays go, I've never been so happy that the Chiefs weren't playing at an time slot. Yeah, because <laughs> that's the best thing about the Chiefs playing prime time. It really allows you to sit back and enjoy like the rest of the league. And you have to sit, especially for someone that has to write power rankings, it's kind of nice to be able to sit and watch Redstone and see all the other teams in action, not just fixated on the Chiefs. But this Sunday what what an advertisement for the NFL like really if you you're a new fan you watch the NFL this gone sunday you think this is the best sport in the world Like, it hasn't been like that the last 8 weeks mate but honestly this 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 gone this past week bloody glorious and long may it continue
1: yeah i uh, i heard Pete actually say in the editor's show that uh, when halftime comes this sunday we're halfway through the season officially And I thought, my God, it's finally here. We've finally caught up with this is what the NFL should be like. This is what it should be like each week. Not just, you know, weak teams playing weak teams. It should be weak teams playing weak teams, but really kind of going at it at each other. And and that's what we've been missing. We we were saying that the big, the big show kind of games were the ones that were kind of propping it up a little bit for the uh, yeah. first few weeks. But the weaker teams were just like, come on guys, like do something. It's like that meme, yeah. wasn't it? <laughs> With a stick, come on, do yeah, yeah. something, you know, entertain us a bit. Um, and we finally got it. I mean, I really enjoyed the, uh, the, the, the Dolphins bears game. Yeah. Crafting I mean, dirt. that was like a class. That was like a mini classic in itself that, so mm. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy it's back. Yeah. Um, like you said we've been waiting a while we've got through some dross um and we had a lot of close games including yeah. the Chiefs game which was we'll get onto in a minute yeah but um but yeah really exciting. like nothing um, by the way nothing the NFL does will stop me from watching
0: Qatar versus Ecuador by the way in the <laughs> opening game of the world cup yeah, when the world cup Club. starts yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's that's a conundrum we've got and I I think next week we will preview the world cup probably at length I should yeah. imagine yeah. So I should imagine next week's show will be pretty long. And I I can imagine a world, unless Steve cuts it all out, where we actually go talking about the World Cup for about 20 minutes before we even
1: mention <laughs> the Kansas so, City Chiefs. So we'll have a five-minute show on the Chiefs. There's, there's <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah.
0: So if you're into your football and you're looking forward to the World Cup, you're in for a treat next week. If you don't, you're going to have to skip a few minutes. Yeah. A few minutes by, I mean, half hour. But um, yeah, we've got this conundrum coming up where we're going to have to balance our life Between the NFL and the World Cup, like I'm already racking through my brain, like when are we going to have time to record a podcast during the World Cup? That's a good point because there's going to be quite, especially when the groups are on, exactly. There's games games every three hours, every three hours, there's a foot new game. So, like that that first week, there's games at 11 a.m. in the morning, UK time, there's games at two, five, and seven. Like, what? Uh, when, when have I got time for you? When have I got time to to write rankings? When have I got time to do headlines to to or watch families? These you know exactly. Oh, yeah. they're they they're like third in the list during the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> the World Cup's on. Where's yeah. Daddy? Where's Daddy? Exactly. Like, Daddy's down the pub again watching football. <laughs> Daddy really wanted to watch Brazil versus Nigeria. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, is we've we've got that yeah, conundrum cool. to come. And like, the NFL can't be good. Like just don't don't get good. Get good when the cool. World Cup's away. Don't start becoming really good once the World Cup's on. Yeah, like yeah. go back to being dross for those few weeks. It's fine. Don't make <laughs> me miss you. But you can't be good whilst the World Cup's on. I haven't got enough time. I've got the attention span to cope with a World Cup and the NFL at the same time. <laughs> Honestly, Brad. Talk about first world problems. I really don't know what to do during the World Cup and the NFL season because I, I've never I've never had this problem of being, having to consume both
1: at the same time. It's almost yeah. like pleasure overload, isn't it? There's so much sport on. There's so much sport on that you've yeah. got no, no time for anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be. We might just be- have to record podcasts live from <laughs> the pub. Like Like well in advance as well. (laughs) Guessing the game results.
0: Should we just record them all? Should we record a month's worth of podcasts (laughs) like this weekend? So when it gets we can just record like a win podcast, a loss podcast. And a Thai <laughs> podcast. And we could just release the relevant one.
1: <laughs> oh, just fill in the blanks. So it's like, ah, welcome back to the Great British Chiefs Show where the Chiefs have beaten, I don't know, the Broncos 27 to 13.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see the, um, there's a South Park episode, a really famous South Park episode. Yeah. Um, and it was the one after Isaac Hayes, who's the uh, the voice actor of Chef. Oh, yeah. After, yeah. after he left South Park, because he left South Park because they'd done an episode on Scientology. Um, and he was massively into it. So he said, No, I'm done with I'm done with you, South Park. No more I, am I going to be the voices of Chef. So what they decided to do, because Trey Parker and Matt Stone are absolute geniuses, they decided to splice loads of his audio from previous <laughs> episodes to then use his character in a final episode to kill him off. And honestly, Brad, it is TV genius. Like, it doesn't match at all, but that's yeah. what makes it so funny. And that's almost what we need to do with ourselves <laughs> yeah. going forward. Splicing
1: yeah. previous shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they, are they talking about? The Unlucky
0: players? Steve. No, that's, no, well, that's Steve's job for the next few weeks, isn't it? <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm not being funny. We edit our own shows anyway. We're like, we're one of the few Arrowhead Pride podcasts that edit our own shows. We do it all ourselves. So we're he, the geniuses. Exactly. So he, he's <laughs> going to have to, like, earn his money when it comes to us, all right? He's, he's, for a few weeks, he's going to have to take the lead and just put yeah. sh- put shows together, whether he likes it or not.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry about that, Steve. Not sorry.
0: Yeah, um, if, if in a few weeks' time you get an intro and it's Brad saying, hi, it's Brad Simcox here with Rocky McGanya, you know that I'm too drunk to make the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> England just smashed Wales, like 5-0 or something.
1: Yeah, or it's, uh, hi, welcome to episode three of the Great British Chiefs show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> all right, all right, then. It's a Chiefs podcast. Come on, let's talk about the Chiefs-Titans game. Um, I was making notes on this game as it was going on, and I don't normally do that, <laughs> right? I was making some notes on the game, and I was I'm thinking... Struggling. I was I, I was all preparing myself to be really down in the dumps about this game and really kind of upset about it that, you know, the start of the game was very similar to uh, the start of like the, the, the Colts game where things just weren't going right. Um, the offense was just totally misfiring. Um, and I was just really kind of concerned that this is what we were going to be talking about on this podcast this week. Mm. Then you realize you have Patrick freaking Mahomes on your team. Mm. That takes the bull by the short and curlies, not by the horns, by the short and curlies, and drives this team to a win. Now, I'm not going to like completely just put everything on Mahomes on this because you've got to give a huge slice of this to the defense as well, mm. because the defense kept the offense in it for so long. And they did, um, and then Mahomes just like was like, "Right, don't worry, lads, I've got this now." I mean. Such a, a nail-biting game, and I hate these nail-biting games, especially in the early hours of the morning, because you cannot sleep after that. Well, I'm, I'm going to stop you there, and this is where I'm going to pick up from. Right. Uh, you were making
0: notes during a Chiefs game. It, yeah, 2 a.m. That was being played at 2 a.m. Man, you've yep. changed. I have changed. You, you, <laughs> you are a changed man. You are <laughs> certainly a changed man. Do you know what I was doing at oh. that time? Struggling to stay awake. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> That game was so boring. It was, awesome. it was so boring. At one point, I I I haven't done this in a long time. I because I, I traditionally, I think we spoke about a few weeks ago. I tend to sleep on the sofa when the Chiefs play late games. So sleep on the sofa before, wake up, watch the game, and then fall asleep back on the sofa. You saw I, him half, I, half, I half honestly, I was half tempted about turning the light off and then just watching the game. And if nature decided to send me to sleep, I was going to let it happen. <laughs> I was, that's why I was at with this Chiefs game. I was watching it. I think it was seven possessions in a row where the Chiefs hadn't scored. Butker was missing field goals like it was going out of fashion. I just thought, oh. we're not going to score points here. Mm-hmm. Surely the Titans are going to get at least one field goal and put us to bed. I well, am I might as well just start going to sleep. And then my home's happened. And all of a sudden I perked up. And then it was one of those situations where after the game, I found myself set on Twitter for an hour because I was buzzing because this is what Mahomes yeah. does to you. Like I went for a, one extreme to being like, I don't give a crap about this game anymore. I just want to go to sleep. I've got to be up early. Went from that to do I get any sleep before I have to go out about my business on Monday? What, what do I yeah. do with a day? Like I'm so hyped. And that is just the Mahomes effect. With Mahomes, you're never truly out of a game. And even when it's not working – for the Chiefs' offense, and it wasn't working. You can look at the stats and go, oh, well, he threw for 440 yards or whatever it was, mm. and he was moving the ball at will, it's fine. But it wasn't It wasn't easy. He wasn't moving the ball. It, yeah, it wasn't easy. The Titans did such a fantastic job uh bracketing this Chiefs' receiving court and stopping the run at the same time that it was just so difficult for me to move the ball. And that's what makes what Mahomes did even more impressive. It's like... Mm. The one thing the Titans didn't do was account for Mahomes' legs, and <laughs> yeah. you would have thought they would have, considering what happened in the AFC Championship game a couple of years ago. Yeah. But they didn't account for it, and Mahomes made them pay. Like the the, the free plays that he had with his legs on that drive—the third and seventeen, the third and nine, and obviously the the two point conversion—were free like the gutsiest. Mahomes plays, I think we've ever seen. Like Pete talked about, and I I hate giving that man credit, but what (laughs) he's a Spurs fan. (laughs) Because he's a Spurs fan, but he summed it up perfectly. He he talked about it like being an NBA player taking over a game. And I just think that was the perfect way to describe this game for Mahomes because no one else was going to do it for him. There no. was uh, the receivers weren't getting open. When they were, gains were minimal. The run game was just non-existent. So Mahomes had to take it upon himself. And uh, truly, honestly, and I, and I genuinely believe this, I think it was one of the most impressive Mahomes games we've ever seen. I would agree with you. And I, I you really look would. at the stat line: one touchdown, one interception. We only scored mm. twenty points. But the Chiefs were in such a rut offensively; they were just weren't doing anything. And he single handedly dragged the offense back into scoring some points to make the game go to overtime. Yes, defense, fantastic. Without their contribution, it's, it can't happen. But Mahomes uh, just on Sunday just took this Chiefs to uh, another level. It was it, For me, him doing what he did on Sunday would have been more impressive than him crying for 300 and tullies, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, standing Mahomes again. That, that that performance on Sunday was just out of this world.
1: He does things out the ordinary, like completely out of the ordinary, doesn't he? Um, he, he makes sure that he adapts as well as he does, uh, and makes sure that, that he leads by example with the team, uh, and especially the offense and you're right. Um, you know, the Titans were very much, let's cover the passing options. Let's just, you know, be as, as tough as possible up front and everything with the D line. I mean, they were, there's some big lads on that D line on that Titans D line. (laughs) They're and they so were impressive. manhandling, weren't they? They were really yeah. manhandling the the Chiefs' all line. Um, so especially, especially Trey Smith struggled. He did. He did. He, and it's very rare to say that about Trey Smith because he's such a, a brilliant player. But um, that Titans front front four was just like, how do you how do you even get through this? I mean, even the running backs were having real troubles with that as well. I mean, if your line's troubled, your running backs are troubled. So the feeling I got from this game was it was pass versus running game. And and that was completely polar opposites of each mm-hmm. other, weren't they? The, the Chiefs were the high octane passing offense, and then you got the high octane of uh, you know the 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 run options and everything like that that mm-hmm. the, the, the Titans bring. We knew before the game that they were just going to be run heavy, yeah. And that's exactly what they were doing. Even they even got um, Malik Willis doing the same thing as well, didn't yeah. uh, Of actually saying, right, if you can get out the pocket, run it, just run it like hell, um, and that was th- that was the real kind of huge difference in this game it was just very different offenses very different defense styles um and it was just the titans were such a tough nut to crack and i was yeah i was actually quite surprised because i thought well the chiefs are going to be expecting the run game so it's going to be dead easy and the chiefs handled it because they obviously planned for that where it was kind of Falling down a little bit was, but they weren't really kind of expecting Malik Willis to actually do his his thing in, in, yeah. in, in you know, in, actually scrambling out the pocket. Mm-hmm. So that was causing an issue. But the difference at half time from the first half, uh, Spags had actually, whatever he says at half time at the minute is brilliant because yeah. you can see the ad- adaptations. He's like Al Pacino at the moment in that locker room. Yeah.
0: We're in hell right now, gentlemen. Believe me. And We can stay here, get the shit kicked out of us, or we can fight our way back. One half a step too late or too early, and you don't quite make it. One half second too slow, too fast, you don't quite catch it. The inches we need are everywhere around us. On this team, we fight for that inch. On this team, we tear ourselves and everyone else around us to pieces for that inch
1: we claw with our fingernails for that inch because we know when we add up all those inches that's gonna make the difference between winning and losing honestly
0: I, i reckon that he must like purposely Make the Chiefs play in the first half just to make him look good in the second. Just so he can do a speech. Yeah. (laughs) He's just walking around swinging his massive nuts after the game saying, I did this. Like, I, 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 the Chiefs defense on Sunday was just a, a, a pinch of salt, obviously, because Malik Willis is a rookie quarterback. They Titans clearly don't trust him to throw the ball. The Titans don't have any receivers whatsoever. They might as well just have me and you out wide playing for them <laughs> at the moment. Um, obviously, they're, they're just, they've got nothing to write home. So it obviously makes it easier for the Chiefs' defense. But the adjustment that they made to Malik, the read option, and Malik Willis running made all the difference because it made the Titans have to come out and try and at least attempt to throw the ball when it got to nitty gritty yeah. and like when it, it just happened so that as soon as the, the Titans got behind the sticks a little bit, as soon as the, like, yeah. a negative play happened, you just knew it was going to end up freeing out because mm. they, they just could not do anything through the air. So it just made it so easy for the Chiefs to key off on tie, on, on Derek Henry and Malik Willis's legs himself. So mm. there can't be enough said about the Chiefs defence on that particular game because, they, let's be clear, the Titans only needed to score once, once more. They score yeah. one they score one more field goal. This game's over. This game's over. There's no way in hell the Chiefs come back and get another one. Mm-hmm. By the way. So they were they were playing under pressure the entire second half of the Chiefs defense to really allow Mahomes and Co to stay in the game. And they were just excellent. Cullen Saunders, excellent.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Obviously, Frank Clark wasn't there, but we didn't even notice Frank Clark wasn't playing That's how well yeah. the defensive line played. Chris Jones had another excellent game. Nick Bolton made the play of the game, um, stuffing out a screen which put the Titans out of field goal range. Like that's an under talked about play. That that one where there was a screen out to the to the left hand side, and Nick Bolton just blew it up for a four yard oh, loss. And, you know pun yeah, they're punting. They're punting. He had a great game. Trent McDuffie come back in, played his first game since week one. Yet again, he's not allowed a single catch. Like it's he's, he's still yet to allow a catch in his in his rookie season. So and Dunlap I just as
1: well. Dunlap did well.
0: Dunlap come up yeah. with a big sack as well. And yeah, yeah so they just they were just excellent across the board. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's a completely different game if Ryan Hill plays. Do you think that? Yeah, I do. I I I I think the Chiefs lose this game if
1: Ryan Hill plays. I don't know. I think that I, I think the corners would have been would have been a bit. Bothered a bit more in this game because yeah, I mean, well, basically, yeah. basically the corners had a bye week, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, the corners had a bye week this week. But I think with Tannehill, it would have been, yeah, it would have been expected, I think, from the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs would have handled it, but I still think the outcome would have been the same. I no,
0: I, I, I don't, I can't agree with you on that one. I think, I think the Tannehill does enough to get them a few extra points in the second half. Now, whether that changes the way that the Titans play defense, and we will never know, but perhaps. That would have created, I don't know, Titans playing less aggressive against the pass and maybe play some more bend-don't-break type defence and the Chiefs would have been mm-hmm. able to lock up some more some more uh, drives that ended up points and three-point drives. But obviously, we're never going to know that. But defensively, I think the Chiefs would have struggled a little bit more, obviously, against Ryan Hill Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill is a much better player than Malik Willis is right now. Obviously, you have the play-action problem with uh, Ryan Tannehill. He's one of the best in the league at play action. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, you can argue that, oh, the Titans haven't got any receivers and it should have been fairly easy for the cornerbacks, but I still fancy them to get more than 17 points if Ryan's out hill. That's play.
1: There was much said about before the game uh, when we saw, obviously, the, the, the Jets beating the Bills that, you know, um, this could be a bit of a dent in Josh Allen's uh, MVP hopes. And yeah. it was over to Mahomes in this game, really, wasn't it? I mean, a lot of us in the chat were actually saying, this is a great opportunity now because you're, getting, you're against a yep. 5-2 and two team, very yep. tough nut to crack. And they've not been particularly good against the Titans for quite a few years now. Mm-hmm. And we all said in the chat, this is Mahomes' moment. He has to really take the team forward in this game now because the MVP is on the line with this. And it's crazy to say that like week nine, week eight, but... I honestly think this is a huge turning point in the MVP race now. And and you can see the actual shift in a lot of the commentary from people as well now saying that was a game that really elevates Mahomes to that MVP level now.
0: Yeah, 100%. I couldn't agree more, to be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that was do or die for
0: the MVP race for Mahomes, because if he loses to Malik Willis, everyone remembers Mahomes losing to Malik Willis as of what, a 13 and a half point favourite at home in, in prime time, that like, yeah. you just cannot get away from that. Likewise, I don't think him coming out and beating Malik Willis by 10 points, 300 yards, three touchdowns, did him much favours anyway. Uh, I think this particular game and the way that that he put the team on his back, the way that everyone was riding off the Chiefs saying, oh, the Chiefs aren't going to win this game, because there was plenty of that going on on Sunday night. And mm-hmm. to be honest... I thought I was one of them. I honestly did. I just couldn't imagine the Chiefs. They were they were struggling that badly that I didn't couldn't see the Chiefs winning that game. Yeah, same. But for the way that they come out and the way that he come out and pulled the t- put the team on his back and the way they won, that will do wonders for his MVP campaign. Like because that's all the conversation is today. Everyone's talking about Mahomes in prime time, putting the team on his back and dragging, willing the Chiefs to a victory when let's be honest, the team wasn't playing particularly well offensively. So you're looking at the race now and you think, oh, well, Josh Allen messed up because he lost to the Jets and everyone saw them lose to the Jets. And he was part of the problem why they lost to the Jets as well. Jalen Hurts, obviously he's in the conversation, but I feel like everyone accepts that that's more like of a roster roster thing and a whole yeah. team thing as opposed to just him. No, don't get me wrong, he is playing exceptionally well, but that Eagles team in general is playing exceptionally well. Good then you've got Tyreek and Tua that are both apparently in the conversation. Well, I'm break, got breaking news for you, everyone. If they're both in the conversation, then neither are in the conversation because they cancel each other out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you cannot, they both cannot be in the MVP conversation. If one of them is, then it's fine. But if you're saying, oh, Tyreek's in it and Tua's in it, well, guess what? You cannot be in the MVP conversation because if you can't even decide between them two what is the most important, then it's neither of them.
1: Exactly. Okay. That's, a so, point, that. That's a very good point, mate. I never thought of that. It's a very good point. It's
0: neither of them. So it essentially for me, is a free horse race. You've got Josh Allen, who's now third favourite. Jalen Hurts, who's now second favourite. Bookie's favourite, but for me, he should be second favourite. And then number one, Patrick Mahomes. And now all the headlines are there for Patrick Mahomes. He's done it in prime time. He's done it when the team's on his back. He's doing it without Tyreek. This offense is now number one in the league. It's it, it's all there. All the Chiefs need needs to do now is to go up and lock up the first seed or the second seed. If they gets those two, I think I think you'll probably say that it's a shoo-in for the um
1: for for the MVP this year. Yeah, for sure. We uh, just wanted to point out uh, one of the players in there uh, was was a phenomenal play. Actually, it was from Noah Gray. Noah Gray's catch. Yeah, um, that was that was sweet, wasn't it? That was like that was almost like Mahomes saying, F it, Tyreek's down there somewhere." It was F it, Noah's down there somewhere, isn't it? You know, mm. um, it was it was a hell of a play and and a hell of a moment for Noah Gray. And it was almost like a bit more of a, a, a kind of uh, coming out party for him in a way, yeah. uh, because I felt that we need that kind of backup tight end now who's really going to be kind of like, right, I'd start bringing him on a bit.
0: Words out of my mouth, Bradley. The the performance of Noah Gray has made me feel so much better about life after Kelsey. Now that I'm not ready for life after Kelsey, no one is ready for that. No (laughs) one is ready for that. And I'm hoping we are at least six, seven years away for a life without Kelsey. But at one point there has to be, an understudy, like a genuine understudy. Yeah. And he's starting to see things now from Noah Gray, like week after week, he's making better blocks. Again, okay, I wish they wouldn't run him uh, under center and do the quarterback sneak because everyone knows it's coming. Yeah. Like I'll wait for Blake Bell to come back, by the way. Um, <laughs> in the passing game, Noah Gray starting to look like a little bit more reliable target. I think, I don't know how many receptions on his on exactly this year, but it seems to be going up and up as the season goes on. So, hopefully he will be that that next guy. that We're not talking a Travis Kelsey 100-yard reception, 100-yard game every other week. That's never going to happen. But if we can get Noah Gray to like a solid 50 yards out of tight end position every week, maybe not from this season, maybe not from next season, but the season after, just slowly build him up into that type of player, then the Chiefs should be in...
1: Good stead going forward, yeah. I'm <laughs> Can't believe to... we're talking about life without Kelsey. I want to cry, <laughs> yeah. We know well, we're talking about baby Kelsey, really, aren't we? For the minute? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for Noah great, but isn't that, not... isn't
0: that, isn't that Gronk? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: you went there, didn't you? You went there, or oh, you're going to have so many like Patriots and Bucks fans after us now, aren't we? After that, I'm
0: still can't. Do you know what? No, I'm not going to say what I was going to say about Gronk and Kelsey. I'm not going to say it. Go on. No, I'm not going to say it. Oh, you can't leave it at that, like that. You're going to get us cancelled. <laughs> All right. <okay>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, right. Uh, I think we'll take a quick break uh, because mm-hmm. when we come back, we'll be doing the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings and we'll be taking a look at the London Jaguars. Sorry. Jacksonville Jaguars. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with Brad and Tom. Our head power rankings time. So uh Tom, the worst team in the in the Premier League, I was going to say the Premier League. The worst <laughs> team in the NFL right now is
0: the Houston Texans and their lovely helmet.
1: have yeah, you put that in power rankings? No,
0: no oh, I you should have done. I should have put about their bright red helmets in the uh, power rankings. Um, those helmets were lovely, by the way, the ones they wore against the Eagles. But yeah, come on, come on, NFL schedulers, how can we end up with the best team in the NFL by record versus the worst team in the NFL by record on prime time? That can't happen again. it <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, they,
1: they, they didn't have. Broncos and Jags in prime time as well at some point. Yes, yeah. 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 I, I reckon is.
0: the prime time schedule should be decided as the season goes on, by the way.
1: Yeah. But, actually, yeah, we've I'm... just been flexed, haven't we? We have. Oh god. I thought we had one more 120 AM game. Yeah. I was so excited, I thought, I'm gonna make a thing of it. You know, the last one, you know, kind of soak it all in, and then it was like, No, oh, no, Chargers and Chiefs have been flexed, week eleven. Oh,
0: yep, yeah, the day before England play at twelve. What? Day before England play at 1pm uh, in their opening game in the World Cup as well.
1: So so we're going to be knackered for it really, aren't we? Because we're just going knackered to be all... and drunk.
0: Basically, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <Exactly>. yeah.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the whole
0: way through. The podcasts are going to be fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slurring our words because we're, we're so tired and drunk. We're,
0: just going to, yeah. we're going to open every podcast with a rendition of World in Motion, the John Barnes rap. <laughs> you got to hold the gift for doing it at the right.
1: Right, uh, top five this week. Top right. five. It's, it it kind of changed that much, can it, really? Right. So it?
0: The, the Vikings are still number five. The Cowboys are still number four. Okay. The Eagles, rightly, have replaced the Bills at number one. Yes. But, if you remember rightly, last week the Bills were above the Chiefs. Yes. And the Chiefs were third.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I've got some people to call out, okay? It the Bills just lost to Zach Wilson and the Jets, okay? They lost to Zach Wilson. Like, the goddamn Jets. The goddamn Jets. The, the goddamn Jets, yeah. Put the big put the Big daddy clip in here right now. who they lose to? The goddamn Jets. Like, I, I cannot, <laughs> I, I, I cannot like, understate this. They lost to the Jets. The goddamn
1: Jets. Zach they Wilson. They like, lost points. to Zach Wilson.
0: Against the Jets. They lost to Zach Wilson. They lost to the Jets. Did I mention they lost to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets? <laughs> the they God lost to
1: the Jets. Jets.
0: They lost to the Jets. Josh Allen's injured. He might be out for a few weeks. And they lost to the Jets. The goddamn Jets. And Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson. They lost to Zach Wilson and the Jets. Yet, Ron Cop Jr., Steven Serder, Jared Sapp, Bryce Carter, Nate Christensen, and Dakota Johnson thought it was acceptable to rank them above the Chiefs Ooh. after they lost to the Jets. Now, it's not all bad. Myself had the Chiefs at number two. Rocky McGanya, my boy, number two. Connor Helm, number two. And Maurice, give him a number two. But that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. So for whatever reason, these Arrowhead Pride writers that I call my, co- my colleagues refuse to acknowledge the fact that the Bills lost to the, the Jets and, and did not rank them accordingly. How are they, how are can anyone rank them above the Chiefs right now? Yeah, they won the head-to-head, but they lost to the Jets. Yeah. Like, literally, on Sunday, they've been lucky. Josh Allen is not playing very well at the moment. No. He's, he is throwing a lot of interceptions. He is fumbling a lot of passes. He's throwing a lot of... Turnover worthy plays, as they say in PNF. Let's ignore that. <laughs> Turnover there's not be, worthy plays. Let's not, not be those guys. But ultimately, the Bills just aren't very good at the moment. They are struggling with some games. And for me, I'd much rather rank Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes over Sean McDonough and Josh Allen at the moment. So they lost to the Jets. The goddamn Jets. And Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson. <laughs> Come on.
1: That's crazy, isn't it? Man? So, so the officially, the Our Head Pride Power Rankings has the Bills still above the Chiefs? Yeah. And the Chiefs are still third. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I might stop doing it. <laughs> I quit. I quit. I'm <laughs> not doing it anymore. I'm <laughs> just going
0: to quit live on the podcast. I'm done. <laughs> just throw down the mic. <laughs> Honestly, I might have to start manipulating these rankings. I might have to start doing it. Or just put, copy and paste yours into everyone's? Yeah, just do it. Yeah. No, one, no one would ever know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks to the Jets. <laughs> Lost to the Jets. And Zach Wilson. <laughs> and Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Uh, let's move on, shall we? Because uh, we're just going to get stuck in a rut there talking about the Jets and Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> so the Chiefs are back at Arrowhead again. Mm-hmm. This time against the London Jaguars. Sorry, the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> and uh, we've got it. We've got a preview to do, mate. We've got a preview. We've got a preview of this game. Now, I thought it would be best to look back at just the previous game that the Jags have done because they've had a bit of a mixed bag this year, haven't they? They've not been particularly great in some games, i.e., the Broncos game that we were at in London, which was that was a snooze fest, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and we were actually questioning the fact that. You tanked for this guy, you tanked for yeah. Trevor Lawrence. What are you thinking? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and I'll admit, he actually looked half decent in this in this Raiders game. And to 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 pull it back as well against the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders went off into like a seventeen zero lead. Yeah. And somehow, some way, Trevor Lawrence managed to, you know, drive the Jags back into, into contention and, and actually win the game out of it.
0: Which Trevor Setsian did, but yeah, come on.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, Etienne did. Yeah, it did, really. But um, yeah. but I'm questioning now because I was thinking before I thought, oh, the Jags are going to be a rollover. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the players, like you said, from Etienne, uh, Trevor Lawrence, um, and Christian Kirk, who had a, a, a great game as well, yeah. you start thinking, are they really going to start kind of causing us a bit of an upset in this? Because, yes, they've been a bit of a mixed bag as they were trying to find the feet a bit this at the beginning of the season. But they're a 3-6 team now. And I'm starting to worry about these lesser teams, let's say, and I say in quartered. Are you worried about the the Jags in this game, especially after what you've seen against the Chiefs with the Titans?
0: Not in the slightest. But, <laughs> Honestly. Not in the slightest. Not, not in the slightest. slightest. No. But look, we, we, we literally watched this team play live in person nine days ago.
1: Yeah. And
0: they, are, they were one of the most underwhelming poor outfits <laughs> I think I've ever seen live in person. They are... Uh, they're just not it. They aren't it, and I, I. You can argue that Trevor Lawrence is playing better. Yeah, he's. I think he's had two games in a row now where his passer rating was over a hundred. Yeah. How his passer rating was over a hundred in that game in London? I do not know because he just wasn't good. And on Sunday, yeah, he played pretty well. But they're playing the Raiders, and the Raiders now we know are are, are a terrible, terrible football team. Yeah. All the Jags needed to do on Sunday was remember actually that Devonte Adams guy. We should probably cover him. Um, because that's what they weren't doing. They were just letting Devontae Adams have the run in the field and then decided to play some defence. Yeah, they've got some pieces on defence, the Jags. Absolutely have. Josh Allen, what a player. An unbelievable player. The Chiefs reportedly were in for him a couple of weeks ago. They made a call about a trade The Jags said no. And what a difference he would have made to the Chiefs, by the way, if had he come along and been that second um, defensive end. Yeah. But I just look at the players they have on offence, and I'm just not scared. Like... Travis Etienne great player but we just played the best running back in the league and we managed to shut him down for the most part Mm. receiver wise they've got Zay Jones they've got Marvin Jones they've got obviously Christian Kirk all good players but they're all like they're very similar to like the Chiefs receivers that we have outside of Juju they're like the types of MBS they're like the Sky more they're okay players but are they something to like be scared of probably not Christian Kirk by the way, is my least favourite player in the NFL because he's the reason why Tyreek Hill doesn't play in, in Kansas City <laughs> anymore, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. whoever decided that, whoever decided to sign off on giving Christian Kirk that $19 million a year contract is probably my least favourite person in the world because we're, after what we're watching Tyreek Hill do in Miami, by the way, that's a completely different story. But yeah. anyway, back to Trevor Lawrence. I just don't get it. I don't because maybe, maybe my... My I don't know, the way that I assess young quarterbacks has been totally, completely blinded by Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Maybe if, if, if a young quarterback isn't to the standard that Mahomes was in 2018 or 2019 or anywhere close to that standard, maybe I just think they're shit. Maybe that's the problem. Don't want to know about them. We yeah, exactly. And, them them. and maybe I'm just a bit arrogant and a bit ignorant when it comes to... Uh, young quarterbacks but I'm just not impressed by the guy yeah he has a cannon for an arm but he just makes so many dumb decisions with the football and I just don't think a quarterback like that and a team like that have what it takes to come into Arrowhead on on like a, a noon game in Arrowhead where traditionally teams just turn up and get battered uh, and get rolled over. It's not like the prime time slot. The prime time slot is when you want to play the Chiefs and Arrowhead because we always struggle in prime time at home. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's when that's when you want to be there. But this noon kickoff game at Arrowhead, it's just not going to be cool. It, the Chiefs just aren't going to be bothered by this. They cannot play as bad offensively as they did. Last last Sunday, I don't think feel like the Jags have the pieces on defense, especially along the defensive lines to cause the Chiefs as much issues as the Titans did. They haven't got the defensive-minded coach like Mike Vrabel who comes in that kind of Belichick-type of thinking that can influence the Chiefs' offense to a point where they can basically shut them down. Mm. It's Doug Peterson, he's Andy Reid's old running mate. Yeah, we're going to see some funky things from the Jags on Sunday. I have no doubt about that. They're going to try and pull out all the stops. But I just cannot, for love nor money, imagine a world where the Jags, the way they are, three and six, they've literally just lost five of the last six games. The only one that won it was against the was against the Raiders. I just cannot imagine a scenario where they walk into Arrowhead. And and knock off the Chiefs. Uh, I just, yeah, I can't see it. I'm I'm absolutely fine about this game. So to the point where I'd probably be okay with not watching it and just checking out the a replay later in the day. Just having a
1: sleep, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. I think what it is for me, I think the doubt's probably crept in my mind a little bit because I've seen a very run heavy team really kind of handle the Chiefs, mm-hmm. and 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 obviously that defense is what, like you said, yeah, the front, you know, the front defensive lines were. Phenomenal for the Titans. And the Jags really haven't got that. But the way the Jags are almost balanced, I mean, you can look at it in the stats. You know, the the, the Jags passing game is on par with kind of what the, the the running game is as well. And we've mentioned Etienne for that. But um, that's the thing that's kind of worrying me a little bit because I think the Chiefs were very hell-bent on, on stopping the run and everything, which they're going to have to do against Etienne. But there is still that threat there, I think, from Christian Kirk um and and possibly trevor lawrence um who knows i mean he hasn't got the wheels like maybe he I mean, can he can move yeah trevor but he has, can move for sure it's not what he does often is it it's not what he no. does like you know well you say that to, he ran. to great he ran, effect
0: he ran six times on sunday
1: yeah but he, did, yards, so. he doesn't do it to great effect does he uh which you probably expect from uh you know some of the top mobile quarterbacks anyway. And I suppose the other thing we have to bring up as well is, is uh, I mean, Trevor Evans has done what? 11 touchdowns this season, all season, compared to Holmes is like, what, 22, 21, 22? 22. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he's he's not the gunslinger that, uh, that we should all really be fearing, I suppose. Um, but- 11
0: touchdowns passing, 11 touchdowns rushing. So to say they're balanced um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> would, would be
0: an understatement. But they're just... They're just not doing anything uh, offensively that I imagine will scare Steve Spagnuolo compared to what we just played in the, in the form of Derek Henry. Yeah, there's probably multiple more options for the Chiefs to defend. But I, I just, I look at it and I think the Chiefs just have more than enough to be able to handle this this Jags offence. And defensively, the Jags just don't scare me. They don't. i uh, will scare you one bit. They don't like it. It's, honestly, it's, it's, it it sounds incredibly disrespectful, but I just have n- no like. I to be honest. I think it comes from a little bit of almost. I think annoyance from seeing them the jags, key,
1: at the game isn't it? I think that's yeah. What it's I got just in
0: your I do you know what it is with the jags? I just think I'm done with them. I genuinely <laughs> I, I I am as and and Americans won't understand this, but imagine like being excited about. I don't know. Imagine like you being a massive Premier League fan, right? Mm. And you're like, "I can't wait to watch Premier League football." And then every single year they're going to bring a game to Kansas City. But every single year the game they bring to Kansas City is a is an Aston Villa home game.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's middle of the road crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: it might not even that. It's probably Aston Villa was a bad example. I don't know, let's say a Burnley home game. Like a Burnley <laughs> A Burnley home game. Yes. A team that's always going to be about the bottom. Never really. They might venture into the top half of one but season. They're Premier but, League, but they're Premier League. <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about the Jags. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm, I'm watching the Jags. And do you remember they're like they, the Jags and the Chiefs? They both sucked at the same time. They were number one and number two in the 2013 draft.
1: Oh God, yeah.
0: And we played them. Remember in the first game yeah. after the after that in that opening week in Jacksonville. And I just look at the, those two teams that are here in Rock Bottom and just how they've just gone about their business in completely different ways, where the Chiefs have just gone up and up and up and steadily just been incredible. when we're now in a golden age of, of Chiefs football. The Jags had that one season in 2017 when they had a hell of a defense and probably Miles Jack wasn't down and yeah. they should have made the Super Bowl. But outside of that, they've just been, frankly, terrible and it's not like they don't get a in hand they are in the worst division in football year in year out yet they're still bad Yeah, and they wonder why they have to they wonder why they can't sell out their stadium why they're staying stay half empty because they're just a terrible football team so they're, they're just one of those franchises that I just cannot get behind I just I just do not I basically don't respect them <laughs> in the nicest possible way I just don't respect them as a football team and whilst I have that opinion of them I I feel like it affects my analysis of the team itself, and therefore, when I I see a team like Jacksonville led by Trevor Lawrence, who I don't think is particularly very good, against a team like Kansas City with Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, I just cannot imagine a world where the Jags will even run the Chiefs close.
1: Okay, then predictions. Hmm, I'm going for a tight game again. I think. (laughs) I am. I I don't know what I. I I think the tight. No, the Titans have got in my head. And I think I'm gonna go for a tight oh. game. Um I'm gonna go Chiefs twenty-seven, Jags twenty. Sort so of the close,
0: so the score it? that they beat the Raiders by like this gone weekend.
1: Oh god, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, Brad, you've no, no, we're no, it's not gonna be we're gonna batter them. I hope we do. I really mean, <laughs> do, but
1: like I said, the I Titans, just don't see a, tra- I don't see a trap I don't see the wobbled
0: game. me a little bit. <laughs> I don't see a trap game we've just had the trap game. We're not right, having okay. another one. We're nine and a half point favourites.
1: We were 13 and point favourites against the Titans, weren't we?
0: Yeah, but that was just a that was just a Chiefs in prime time at our head game. I already <laughs> mentioned it. The Chiefs aren't losing this game. It's not going to be close. The Chiefs are going to win this comfortably. The Chiefs defence is going to show up. Yeah, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Marfan Jones, just don't scare me. And there's enough. I've, I've seen enough from the Chiefs interior defensive line now, especially in the likes of Colin Saunders, mm. that they can handle the run. And if they can handle Derek Henry, they can certainly handle Travis Etienne. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence obviously does prove a problem with his legs, and he will keep some drives going. But they're just not going to score touchdowns at Jags. They get they they move the ball. I don't I don't doubt that. But they're not going to score touchdowns. So uh, I think uh, I'm going to go with Jags 16 Chiefs. 34. So I, I honestly I think it's going to be quite comfortable for the cheese. And I really hope that the SB Nation counterpart that I'm doing five questions with this week, he seems like a really nice guy. I already started the conversation with him. I yeah. really hope he doesn't listen to this podcast because he will think I'm a <laughs> prick.
1: But uh, have you not but, I mean no, have you not completely been a prick with him like during your your, your last session with him or anything like that? You, no, I mean, no, no, no. Have you not no, been no. completely overbearing like you were with it? Was he you were with before and you were I was in Indianapolis? Built it was an On Indianapolis Colts guy oh that was it he
0: yeah. hated me do you know what I, I, I almost got in his DMs the other day really? <laughs> yeah honestly I did I was because he hated me but when when they hired Chef Saturday as their coach the other day <laughs> honestly you were I, tempted I was I was I, I honestly I am convinced that that guy actually hates me <laughs> oh
1: well maybe the Jags guy does as well I don't know <laughs> maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Right then, that's all we've got time for this week. As always, stick around on the Arrowhead Pride podcast network for more Chiefs content, and of course, keep up to date with everything Chiefs with daily content on our website, arrowheadpride.com. All that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another. We'll speak to you again soon.